So my name is Miles Bax, and I work in business development for a startup called Robotical. And Robotical are a robotics company based in Edinburgh in Scotland. Okay. And we actually met uh, you before at Mobile Congress. Um, I think the recording we did at the time didn't quite come out that great. So we've, we've uh, decided to have a second round. Sure. We're all in a very similar time zone, which makes life a lot easier than usual. Sure. Um, so what you have, uh, as far as I can tell, one product right now, which is Marty, the very cute looking Marty. So what is Marty or who is Marty maybe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. Now, Marty the Robot is our first product and we're very excited about Marty. Um, as this is a robot that will inspire the next generation of uh, roboticists, uh, programmers, coders, and engineers. Uh, so Marty the Robot is a walking, dancing, football-playing, eyebrow-wiggling robot that uh, is great fun to customize, personalize, and program. Um, you start with a simple platform such as Scratch, which you may have seen before. And with Scratch, you simply drag and drop blocks of code, creating sequences of events that the robot can then follow. Um, so this is a great way to, uh, you know, teach kids logic uh, and understand how um, how programming works at a higher level too. So following on from using Scratch, you can then go on to try different programming languages such as Python or C++ or JavaScript. And this flexibility of Marty, given it's an open source platform, is something that's really exciting and we think will provide an ideal learning progression for this next generation. And uh, I'm just looking uh, back through your tutorials and guides. So, yeah, the assembled Marty does look very cute and he does indeed have very wiggly eyebrows. <laughs> um, actually, uh, well, Marty is a male name, so I guess we'll, we'll call it he. <laughs> well, it's, it's, but, it's a bit of a, a debate because uh, there are some female Martys too, and we want okay, to. Okay, well, the, we'll, we'll call it it. It, it. Um, <laughs> as far as I can tell, uh, do people assemble Marty themselves? I can see some pictures here of all the parts individually laid out, or do they buy Marty uh, pre-assembled or, or both? Yeah, you, you're correct. The first... Uh, first statement was correct. So um, you buy Marty and it, Marty comes in a box flat packed and uh, everything is there that you require to, to build the robot. So um, you get a number of plastic parts, you get nine servo motors, uh, a PCB board, a battery, uh, a USB recharger for the battery, uh, a screwdriver, and of course, a ping pong ball and stickers so you can customize the product. So you have everything that you require, including the build guide. We say that it should take around two to three hours to build your very own robot. Wow. But we think that's a, you know, it's a, a nice part of the process because you can really have ownership of, um, of the product. And I think for kids and indeed adults who are learning or get, making their first steps in robotics, to see how you put the thing together is, is part of the fun and certainly part of the learning process. Absolutely. And, I mean, for you, what are the main kind of learnings that people get from building a robot? Like you've mentioned a lot of different attributes from, from you know, it coming with um, all kinds of equipment to ping pong balls. Like wh where does it all kind of come in in terms of learning? Well, I think one of the main things is maybe a kind of uh, overarching point is that 
robots can be fun. And um, I think in the media, certainly, there is often an emphasis on the threat of robots yeah. and robotics in general to our yeah. well-being and future livelihoods, etc. And I think what we're trying to do at Robotical is that show is to make robots for good. You know, show that robots can be a positive influence on our lives, um, yeah. whether that's through. Um, allowing us to to do more interesting work rather than menial tasks, um, or simply interacting and and uh, providing a, a wealth of new opportunities in terms of the type of technology that's going to be available for us. So I think the overarching point of of making your own robot is just understanding that you know if you're equipped with those skills, um, and this is maybe at a more basic level than. Hmm than, say, a kind of university study, which our founder, Dr. Sandy Enoch, did with his robotics PhD. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, something at a simple level, just understanding that um, putting something together can be fun and very rewarding. So we're hoping to get that across to um, the end users. And where where is Marty distributed right now? Is it uh, just to end consumers or is Marty also appearing in some schools or...? Yeah, so our main focus actually is is on is on schools and the education channel in general. So a lot of the work over the past year has been uh, striking up um, links with educational distributors um, as well as direct to schools. Um, mm-hmm. As a, as an example, just this week we've launched a competition um, in Scotland for for Edinburgh schools to take part in a, a Marty coding party, and this competition is going to allow. Um, a number of children from different schools to kind of come up against each other in a bit of a, a, a obstacle course competition with the robots and, and a dance-off. So we hope this is going to generate a lot of fun uh, for the pupils involved. And uh, there may be a couple of Martys available as prizes too. So um, it'll be very interesting to see how it goes. We're then hoping to replicate that across uh, other areas of Scotland, the rest of the UK and around the world. And in fact, we are... Um, uh, we have currently uh, got a number of deals with educational distributors in places such as France, Spain, uh, Greece, um, uh, as well as, and maybe very excitingly for the company, uh, South Korea and Hong Kong, which wow. have proved to be very large deals and, and a bit game-changing for us, actually. So um, we're currently in talks with more distributors across Europe and Asia, and uh, the company may well be making a trip to the US this year too, um, which will be very interesting. And for those list- those people listening who sort of don't have kids or um, you know young young children in their lives, I mean, how in- how embedded is technology in in the schools of today? Like, what kind of you know where does it all kind of fit in? Yeah, I think it, it does depend on where you are. Um, but this trend is certainly for governments around the world to really be emphasizing um, uh, the importance of STEM subjects. You know, mm-hmm. science, technology, engineering, and maths mm-hmm. uh, are have traditionally been understudied. You know, yeah. uh, and certainly um, there's been the accusations that it's uh, perhaps a very uh, narrow uh, group of people are studying those subjects so mm-hmm. for example it, it very male dominated at the moment uh, across across numerous countries so um you know but saying all this the governments governments are trying very hard now to 
to boost particip- participation mm. in STEM and are working hard to widen the access to these subjects as well to, to make it, you know, uh, more appealing to people. And I, I very much hope that Marty is, is part of that trend because we're trying to create a product that is fun and will appeal to maybe a wider group of people who might not have considered something like coding in the past, but yeah. if they're working with a robot that's uh, good fun and got wiggly eyebrows, it's maybe a bit of a, a gateway into into looking at the possibility of studying these um, crucial subjects. Um, and I say crucial because uh, of maybe what we alluded to earlier in, in our discussion, um, the fact that there are going to be new jobs in the future that mm. don't currently exist. Um, and it's it's very important for schools to kind of pick up on that and prepare the next generation for this you know this changing reality. Um, so so yeah, sorry, that's a bit of a, a rambling answer, but no, uh, I, I like I it. Think, I think um, I think schools are aware of the need to um, you know to emphasise STEM subjects, and uh, I'll give you an example in. Uh, where we are, where we're based in Scotland, a lot of primary schools are now using Scratch. So kids who are 10 years old, 11 years old, will have a bit of an introduction to to using Scratch, possibly younger even. Um, so they're getting some basics in coding. But perhaps what they've been doing is, is programming something, a cartoon on the screen. Mm-hmm. So what we try and do is, you know, give them access to a physical product that brings to life that coding and, you know, makes it not just 2D, but literally 3D too. Okay, Let's, I'd actually like to dig into this a little sure. bit more. Um, so firstly, uh, the Marty has a, has, has a Rick in its head, and I'm wondering if this is a <laughs> Morty reference. Um, <laughs> Rick in, in Marty. Well, no, no comment there. I'm not meant to say anything here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's not a very child-friendly cartoon. So let's uh, let's, let's leave that one alone. Um, is it uh, Rick? Is, so, but just to, just to be more specific, Rick is basically the uh, the mm-hmm. microcontroller. Um, is it a custom or is it based on Arduino? Or yeah, Rick like is a is a custom board. So uh, we've developed that uh, ourselves, and um, we're quite proud of that. Actually, it's uh, something new to the market. Um, it is a custom board and it's it's ideal for using Marty. But the nice thing, uh, again, I'll emphasize the fact that we are an open source platform. So we are definitely trying to um, push the idea that you can use whatever you like with Marty, really. So whilst we have our RIC board and that's ideal for you to get going and get started, if you like, you can add a Raspberry Pi, for example. And that's very easily connected. And indeed, we have some um, instructions on how you can connect a Raspberry Pi to our RIC board. And with a Raspberry Pi, you can then add things like cameras or different sensors to uh, do some higher level robotics challenges. Perhaps you've um, progressed a bit with Scratch as a, as a youngster. You, you know your way around Scratch. You've got Marty moving and dancing and you think, well... I want to do something a bit more difficult. Let's try and see if we can add a camera and maybe uh, introduce things like facial recognition or uh, color tracking. So if I have an orange ping pong ball, let's try and see if we can get Marty to to follow the color orange. So you can do a whole heap of things that are quite uh, can be quite challenging too. And um, we hope that uh, lots of people will have fun with the customizable nature of of, of Marty. 
And actually, one of the nice things, I'm guessing, so the most proprietary thing of the whole Marty project is probably that board, um, but the the code behind it and also is, is on GitHub, but also the spare parts are available to 3D print, um, which is nice too. Uh, it's a kid's toy. Oh, sorry. It's a kid's uh, uh, project. I'll say toy. Um, so and kids break things. So, <laughs> so being able to reproduce the parts is quite... Nice, and also it, it again teaches kids about the um, aspects of um, yeah various values. In uh, if you break something, you need to remake it. Uh, you could use a three D printer, but three D printers take resources and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And it doesn't happen instantaneously. Three D printers are pretty fast, but not instant. Um, so it, it teaches them a lot of the the processes behind. Uh, um, everything that goes on goes into a product like this. Um, I, I, I'd also like to so yeah, you talk about scratch. Scratch is is, is great, but it, it gets people to a certain point. Uh, and then yeah, you have uh, Python, um, uh, intermediate and advanced with a Python API for use with the RIC, but also with the Raspberry Pi. But then actually, you have support for ROS, the ro- robot operating system. Actually. And um, I interviewed some people before who were based in Berlin who build robots for more industrial applications, and they also had uh, support for ROS. So it's actually quite a wide um, framework. Uh, did you know much about that? Is, it, is that, I guess, with the intention of giving um, kids the outlet to take this further into more complex robots, but by practicing with something more Yeah, I think... Um you know, the expert really on Ross is uh, uh, Sandy Enoch, the founder, Dr. Sandy Enoch, uh, of Robotical. And I think this is a bit of a pet project of his as well. He was very keen for Marty to be a platform that would provide a learning experience for, you know, for all ages. And whilst our marketing efforts at the moment are concentrated on bringing Marty to that, you know, uh, as a kind of introduction to the world of robotics, and part of the appeal, we hope, is that you can keep learning with Marty right the way through your robotics career. And if Marty is something that you pick up aged 10 um, and that inspires you to go on and do a degree uh, in robotics, it'd be quite nice if you could then, you know, dig it out uh, out the room and, and uh, bring it up and, and think, oh, I can use Ross with this too. Um, and we hope that that means that Marty really is a robot, you know, and a bit of a good companion throughout your learning journey. Um, so, so we have uh, a few kind of examples of things you can do with Ross on our website, and um, you know, we will we will develop more. Although, yeah, we we do have limited bandwidth as a company and are concentrating on that, you know, scratch to Python area for the moment. Yeah, but for sure, um, sure. Uh, Python still can exactly, take people along. Exactly, way, so. but uh, Ross is Ross can be good fun, and um, yeah, perhaps watch this space with what we can do with that. Kate, I have plenty more questions, but I mind letting you have have a voice. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I I'm interested to know why you've had such um, such interest, I guess, internationally from, um, you know, schools and so on, because there is a lot of people pushing these kind of products. It, you know, what do you see as being kind of the the secret sauce that you've been able to offer that maybe some of the others weren't? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question, but uh, I think um, 
a, a lot of the appeal of Marty is how Marty looks and acts. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of products on the market that are great and technically interesting, but frankly are a bit scary looking and mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe don't really, um, you know, uh, kids maybe don't identify so much with those products. Um, so I do think a lot of the, the secret is how uh, personable Marty is, despite being a very kind of simple design, uh, really. Um, but having the ability to convey emotions with a simple eyebrow situation <laughs> um, <laughs> can can really help, and I think really gets kids um, interested in 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 controlling, you know, making Marty do various movements. I think it's also quite important to be a humanoid robot. So um, again, that's something that. If you think of a robot, you kind of, that's a classic uh, um, image that people have in their imagination would be something that looks a bit like Marty. Um, so that that's certainly, apologies for that, just buzzed around my computer. Um, but yeah, that, that certainly uh, can help too. So we have this uh, patent pending walking system with Marty, which is uh, fairly unique. And um, I think people find that quite funny too uh, the way that marty marty walks in quite a smooth manner but it's certainly a unique way uh, of doing that and I'll, I'll need to let the listeners uh, um discover marty maybe on our website and you mentioned you mentioned soccer and you know right we've we've actually seen um another robot um play soccer which was a very 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 slow game <laughs> very entertaining but very slow so how does how does that how do you um get is that a real draw card, I guess, for kids? Yeah, I think a, a lot of kids do love that. You know, they love seeing Marty and um, being able to to use a ball and mm-hmm. walk up to it and, and kick in quite a yeah quite a convincing manner, etc. So um, I think that's a that's a real draw card. I think also uh, dancing is a real draw card with kids. So Marty's got some pretty cool moves, um, and uh, <laughs> that can be that can be good fun too. So. There's a few things there that um, I think kids identify with. I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Marty can perform movements, but they can too. And I'm interested, yeah, in regard to, like you, you've sort of spoken about, you know, how you came up with a, a fairly humanoid robot that is not scary for children and so on. Um, what kind of um, testing or prototyping did you do in the in sort of the first few iterations of Marty? Yeah, well, um, I should give you a bit of history really yeah uh, sure so robotical was was founded as mentioned by dr sandy enoch and he was doing a phd in robotics at the university of Edinburgh. and during his phd he was uh, working with and creating a very complex running robot you know with with joints and uh oh, yeah. know, fairly high level stuff um but his christmas was coming up and he had a niece and he wants to get her a, a christmas present that would maybe, yeah, inspire her to get into robotics too. But everything at the time that was on the market was kind of, you know, a novelty toy or remote controlled, not really reflecting what he was doing with robotics. Um, But then uh, alternatively, you could purchase something that was, you know, thousands of pounds or dollars or whatever um, and very expensive, but just completely inaccessible to, you know, for kids to get started with and a price point that was far too high. So he was inspired to uh, create something that was a humanoid that was able to walk on two legs, but yet was, um, you know, uh, a price that was acceptable to, for families to get for Christmas presents. 
So that's how the the idea behind Marty was born. And I think it was a bit of a side project for Sandy whilst he was completing his PhD. He had some ideas and um, had a lot of iterations of that, uh, where, you know, before the company was even founded. Um, he then, after the, the studies, went on to found a company in 2016 and mm-hmm. uh, did a crowdfunding campaign on the Indiegogo platform. And mm-hmm. that campaign was really successful. We sold 1,000 units to uh, 54 countries around the world. So we were exporting immediately. Um, we had a number of schools and, uh, you know, distribute uh, schools and uh, maker type people interested in that first round. Um, mm. uh, and yeah, actually, we I think our biggest order on the crowdfund, which is quite impressive for someone to, to back us to that extent, we had a school in Australia, actually, that ordered uh, 40 Martys and to create nice. a real kind of workshop area. So that was really, really cool. And we were delighted to be able to to get the Martys to them and, and we're still in, in dialogue with them too. Um, so, so yeah, so that was really interesting and it kind of gave us confidence to go on and think we, we had something here. Um, and we manufactured the second batch in 2017, another thousand units, um, and then took on some seed funding at the end of that year. So, so um, we're still iterating is a short answer. We're, we're about mm. to release our third batch. It's been improved from the second batch. Um, uh, and then uh, closely followed by a fourth batch um, because third batch has sold out before it's uh, arrived even. Um, and that fourth batch, again, we're, we're constantly improving. So, so yeah, iteration and continuous innovation is very important to Robotical and we'll be uh, striving to, to always do that. I'd actually like to ask you a question there. So obviously the, the hardware um, side is uh, it's possible to get people improvements if they have a 3D printer or something like that. But with the software um, side, which is probably the, the area that you change more regularly, um, obviously uh, an internet-connected device has the potential to be updated, but um, how, how do you encourage people to do that? Like if there was a security flaw and you really needed people to update it because who knows what, <laughs> you, you could have all these Martys turned to ill. Um how how do you encourage people to update or do you make it like a process that they can't really opt out of? It just happens. Um, yeah. How do you make sure they kept up to date? The plan is in the future to make sure that uh, we are able to update, you know, remotely update our boards remotely. Unfortunately at the moment we we've been doing limited size batches. So we, it, it's not fully joined up, but um, there are plans from this summer for that to be rolled out, um, uh, and yeah, we're looking forward to be able to to be yeah um, uh, fully upgradable as time goes on. And just a question I was thinking of is just you know in that you've been developing the different iterations, how challenging has it been as a product to scale? Like we know traditionally hardware is an expensive undertaking and it's you know can be time consuming. How have you been able to do that? Well, it, it is very challenging. There's no doubt. Um, scaling a hardware product is is <laughs> always a bit of a minefield. But, um, mm. you know, it's something, I mean, we've got a young team here as well. So we're all learning a lot as we go along. Um, I think uh, we've learned that scaling takes time <laughs> too. So we're often very keen to kind of push ahead with, um, you know, especially when we see lots of orders coming in. It's really exciting. 
Um, but we've got just got to make sure that the product is right at every stage. So um, we're still in that process. I mean, mm-hmm. we're still we're going from relatively small batches at the moment of you know 1,500 units to um, this next one is, is going to be 4,000 units. Wow. So um, perhaps we should have a chat in a few months' time with <laughs> to yeah. tell you exactly exactly how the, the scaling is going. But um, you know, we're we're getting great help from our advisors uh, who have invested in us. And um, so we've got a really great advisory board at the moment and investment team. And uh, I think we're just trying to to be as open to, to learning as much as possible over the next few mm. months. And um, um, we're, we've got, you know, big ambitions for Marty. We want Marty the Robot to be in schools all over the world. And um, to do that requires, you know, a bit of a you know, maybe seems like moving mountains at times, but we, we will get there. And um, uh, yeah, very excited to see how how the scaling occurs. Excellent. I, I strongly suggest everyone also checks out. Um, well, you have a lot of uh, tutorials actually for people who want to kind of know what to do next. You have an actual tutorial page which has things like uh, controlling Marty with a gamepad, which is pretty cool. But then also uh, code repositories. Um, Marty the robot has its own uh, GitHub account, which is, yes. which is uh, kind of cool. Uh, a whole That's new, awesome. uh, I mean, uh, GitHub yesterday just released a bot, but there's already robots on GitHub. It, it seems so. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and I would also like to reiterate because maybe it wasn't clear to people, but uh, the head of Marty has space for the Raspberry Pi, which is actually quite cool too. Yes. If you want to add a Raspberry Pi into Marty, it's not like it sits to the side of it or something. You can actually put it inside Marty's head, which is, <laughs> yes. which is quite cool. Um, <laughs> and I guess that was good, some good forward thinking. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of potential here. Uh, I'd, I'd love to, to, to hear what people have taken with it further as well. Um, mm. I guess, I mean, you've already spoken a fair bit about what's up for the next uh, few months. Um, yeah. Is there anything we haven't covered that you want to make sure is? And apart from some of the things you've discussed, what's on the roadmap for the next six months? Yeah. Well, uh, firstly, yeah, just say thanks very much for, for letting me have a, have a bit of a chat on your, on your podcast. I really appreciate it. And um, I would say I would encourage people to go to robotical.io check out our website and see what you can you can do with marty we'll be adding uh, more challenges and more um curriculum focused activities to to use marty the robot uh, over the next few months and yeah i mean that really kind of shows the roadmap for us um we're going to be concentrating over um yeah may june july on really upping the amount of content that's available to uh, consumers and schools so that Marty is fully compatible with a number of curriculums around the world, and we want um, we want teachers to be very confident of using Marty and using Marty. They are um, able to, you know, tick off a number of points that they need to cover in their curriculum, and that's yeah. that's really important to get that wider that's usage. That's actually a very uh, important point. I have heard criticism of a few of these uh, projects that they teach kids things but not things that they're supposed to learn um and and whether you whether people agree with 
the content they are being taught or not. I mean, that's what fundamentally gets them through school. So you have to sort of at least bear that in mind. <laughs> um, and it's actually a very good point. I mean, if yeah. I can ask a really quick question there, I mean, and I would imagine for some teachers jumping into robotics is a really big learning curve. I mean, how the heck do you, like, do you teach them as well? How do you teach the teachers? Yeah, like, it's a big undertaking. Absolutely. No, that's something that we are aware of. And, uh, you know, this whole, um, I guess, change in terms of workplace and uh, robotics becoming more important. Yes, of course, that's crucial for kids to understand, but also it's crucial for the educators and it's new for the educators too. So, so yeah, we're very um, understanding and sympathetic to teachers who may be a bit nervous in, in using a robot in the classroom. Um, but again, hopefully the appeal of, our, of what we're trying to do is to demonstrate that it doesn't need to be nerve-wracking and... Um, you know, using Marty with Scratch is a really nice entryway, both for the pupil and the teacher. And it doesn't have to be um, something that is, is too frightening. But yeah, we're looking to work with local councils, with distributors, um, with uh, um, various schools uh, and also universities to, to help teach teachers and mm-hmm. provide content and uh, enough material around the products to make uh, the transition as easy as possible. 